Thanks and welcome to Ask BBB. Ask BBB provides information about activities of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. Accredited businesses give consumers trusted information that helps in choosing products and services. And business owners and managers share insights that can benefit other business operators to conduct their business with trust and integrity. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO and the president of BBB Serving Western Ontario. The calendar says it's spring. And although we know Mother Nature can still throw us a curve as she has the last dance with old man winter, this morning we talk about things you can do to get your vehicle ready for the sun and the fun of summer. What should we be doing and paying attention to besides changing from winter to summer tires? Tim Buchanan of Ron's Auto Service in St. Thomas will join us. The snow, the salt, and the sand that is part of road travel in winter are some things of which we are all eager to see the end of. Our first guest this morning is in the business of cleaning your vehicle and getting it back to that shiny new showroom look. Bob Montgomery is owner, operator, partner with Buffers Auto Clean Center. Welcome to Ask BBB, Bob. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Um, Bob, spring is in the air, and I'm excited because it's time to clean our vehicles. What do you recommend we do after the harsh winter we just had? Well, I recommend giving it a very thorough cleaning. And as far as underbodies, the wheel wells, the paint, just get rid of all the salt. Under the hood, you'll be surprised how much salt buildup is under there that will corrode many parts of interiors. Our biggest problem is salt people track in on the carpets and you've you've got to get that cleaned up as soon as possible. What about washing your vehicle at at home? With the spring weather, we all want to do that. Uh, So so what are uh, some of the things we would want to be concerned about? Well, a lot of people wash their cars in the driveway, but you've got to be concerned about what kind of chemicals, for one thing, you're using. A lot of people will use harsh chemicals. They go into the sewer system, which is not good. So you want to use biodegradable soaps. A lot of people use heavy, acidic wheel cleaners, which is very, very bad for the environment. Like at our shop, we have chemical separators so we don't get anything into the the sewer system. So those are some things to be concerned. It's fine to wash your car, but you've got to think of the environment too. And don't wash your car in the sun. The water will spot your paint, and you'll you'll have problems down the road. Bob, do you recommend waxing your vehicle? And if so, what are the benefits, and how long should that protection last? Well, waxing is very very uh, beneficial, just to to keep the environment from damaging your paint. The ease of washing your car is 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 so much easier when you have a nice coat of wax on. We have, there's, there's many products. There's waxes, there's paint sealants. The new, the new things out now are ceramic coatings, which are a hundred times stronger than waxes. And they, your car wash is so easy after you've get a coating like that on. So that's the exterior and and the outside and the part that all people see. What about rust-proofing of the parts that you can't see? Well, there's, Jim, there's a couple types of rust-proofing that we apply. We apply for used vehicles, 
used vehicles, we would apply a yearly no-drip rust proofing, and that would be injecting in all the inner panels and the whole underbody. So you do that once a year. For new cars, we have permanent coatings. We do a lot of them with the new vehicles that are sold. And they are a rubberized black undercoating, and then there's rust inhibitors sprayed in all the inner panels, and that's done once. We inspect it once a year and free touch-ups, and I find a lot of people with new vehicles go that avenue. Can you explain for us the difference between a basic inside-outside cleaning and auto detailing? Okay, that's... People ask that question. People think that just the basic is detailing, but detailing actually is a very meticulous cleaning of the vehicle. We go in with little brushes. We get into all the nooks and crannies, all the vents, full shampooing, waxing. We make your car look brand new again when we detail. A basic inside-outside clean would be I call a maintenance clean, which is a wash, light vacuum, inside windows, light wipe down. That's something that takes about a half an hour compared to a detail, which we would need for a full day. How often then would you recommend we do a detail, Bob? Well, it, it, it all depends on the way you treat your car. Some people need a detail once a month. <laughs> but the average but the average person generally would get their car detailed in the spring. And the second would be spring and fall. Bob, we're just about out of time. Where where can we find buffers? Uh and what are some of the things that uh, we want to keep in mind if we are uh, thinking about bringing the car in? Well, we we are located 779 Wonderland Road North. Most of our big details, you would like to book an It's best to book an appointment with that. For just regular hand wash, which we offer the only automated hand car wash in London, you can just pop in and we do it while you wait. And same with the basic inside-outside clean. We do that all while you wait. Well, Bob, thanks very much for taking time from your uh, busy spring cleaning to join us here on Ask BBB. Well, I appreciate you guys asking me these questions, and uh, we hope you have a great day. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Bob Montgomery, who is owner-partner with Buffers Auto Care Center, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And you'll find them listed in the BBB directory under Car Wash and Polish. From there, you can link to their website, or as Bob has mentioned, you can drop around to their location at 779 Wonderland Road North. And we'll be back with more after this break. Welcome back to Ask BBB, a weekly program produced by the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO and the president of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. And we continue to get our vehicles ready for the arrival of spring and summer. We welcome to Ask BBB, Tim Buchanan, General Manager of Ron's Auto Service in St. Thomas. Welcome and good morning. Good morning. Um, Tim, you are part of a family business started by your dad, Ron Buchanan. You've been around cars pretty much all of your life. What are some of the biggest changes you've seen in cars that impact your trade of auto technician? Uh, some of the biggest changes in automobiles since I started are, are fuel control and emission control systems and safety systems. 
and everything has evolved with with technology. So that means the computer or computation yes. has been a big impact, eh? Very big, yes. Do, do today's vehicles require an auto service shop like yours to invest in equipment that will keep up with those things that, that you've just talked about? Yeah, we are constantly investing in, in equipment or updating updating equipment that we've already purchased that everything gets updated yearly and new subscriptions and updated information and it's a it's a constant battle to keep up with the technology and changes in vehicles. Are all auto technicians licensed and what's involved? What are the timelines for qualifying for a license? Um, all technicians in the province are required to be licensed or to be a registered apprentice. Um, it's about it's about a five year apprenticeship program to to go through, and there's uh, three terms of school that that um, they still have Fanshawe College here in London. Now, a lot of people have probably uh, this far into the conversation noticed that we are referring to you as an auto technician, where we once called everybody that worked in a garage an auto mechanic. Uh, but what you've talked about in terms of the changes uh, is that why that uh, terminology has changed, Tim. Uh, yeah, really, when I got my license, I was um, licensed as a motor vehicle mechanic, and, and they since changed the, the wording to technician because we do do a lot more electronics, a lot more technical stuff. It's not a – you'll get get in there and get greasy and dirty anymore. It's a, it's a lot of uh, wiring diagrams and computers and programming. And Well, you know something? We update our phones on a regular basis because they've changed. How do auto technicians stay up to date with, with the changes that happen with cars? Uh, a lot of online courses that, that we sign up for. Um, a lot of the jobbers or suppliers and manufacturers will supply courses that you can go to at nighttime. And, and a lot of learning sometimes is by firing squad, sort of. <laughs> that means you, you have to learn under pressure. Learn then. under pressure. So besides changing from winter to summer tires, what are some of the other spring maintenance items car and truck owners should consider? Um, definitely oil changes and, and checking all the fluid levels and all your lights and um, – Desalting the car, getting it cleaned up, and, and a maintenance. And... Tim, um, we like to take our car to the same technician. You probably have uh, customers who have been there for generations with your business. Uh, should we expect our auto technician to diagnose for us ahead of any kinds of problems that are coming up? Uh, generally, mechanics do an inspection on a car. They will pick things up that, that are going to wear um, that should be replaced, you know, near future. Um, a lot of if you deal with one mechanic or technician, they will keep records on your car and, and keep you up to date on what the manufacturer suggests should be done at, at time-wise and, and mileage on the vehicles. We, I'm always worried that I've kept my winter tires on too long. Is there a, um, a temperature trigger or a, when should I be starting to think it's time to come and see you and change those tires? Uh, the general rule of thumb on winter tires is when is when the air temperature gets above five to seven degrees constantly, then the tires start to get soft and wear more. So when daily temperatures are up above five degrees, it's a good time to start thinking about changing them. Those kinds of regular maintenance things are are preventive. Um, how often now should a car come in? Uh, I know the dealers and dealerships have schedules, but uh, if I've got a car that is no longer connected to a dealership. How often should I think about having it serviced? Is the regular oil change enough? Uh, a regular oil change is enough. Um, now, a lot of cars now use synthetic oils, and that regular oil change isn't as regular as it used to be. Some of them are six, eight months to before you change your oil. Once uh, we have uh, uh, established a good relationship with an auto technician, we like to keep that.
Tim, we all want to find a, an auto technician that we trust and can rely on. What What are some of the things that we should look for when we're choosing an auto technician? Uh, you look for uh, word of mouth recommendations, uh, listings on the Better Business Bureau, um, or even check out a shop and make sure that all their accreditations and licenses are hanging on the walls and posted prominently in their waiting area. Does the appearance of the shop come into that too? Oh, absolutely. Look in if you if you look at a mechanic and see if you want that guy in your car. Um, if it's uh, you know a clean shop, cleanly cleanly place, your tr- your car is going to be treated the same way that the the business is treated. Tim, we want to thank you very much for taking time to join us here on Ask BBB this morning. And uh, we'll hope everybody has a bright and uh, good traveling spring. You've been listening to Ask BBB, and our guest this morning has been Tim Buchanan, General Manager of Ron's Auto Service in St. Thomas, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And you'll find them in the BBB directory when you search Auto Service and Repair. And from there, you can link to their website, ronsautoservice.ca. Or you can drive to 255 Edward Street in St. Thomas. And we'll be back after the break. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Well, there are a lot of scams reported to the Better Business Bureau that involve the Internet, but there are some scams that have been around for ages. And one of those is counterfeit money. The scam doesn't involve the Internet, but uh, computer technology certainly has made it possible to produce some very convincing counterfeits. In February, St. Thomas police were called to a local pharmacy where two fake $20 bills were passed. And in early March, someone tried to use a fake $100 bill. Tanya Calvert, Corporate Communications Coordinator with St. Thomas Police Services, joins us now to provide good information and advice for merchants and consumers. Good morning, Tanya. Good morning. It's good to have you along. Uh, what what tipped people at the business that uh, the bills were fake? Well, what had happened is, is the bills were passed the evening uh, prior to a clerk uh, who um, was unaware that they were actually counterfeit. And what happened was is the next morning when the manager was going through the bills, that's when they had time to take a closer look and a good feel of the paper that the money was printed on and realized that uh, there was a potential that the bills were actually counterfeit. So that's when they called police and we went over and started an investigation. Were these uh, the new $20 bills with the polymer? Yes. So bills with the polymer... Uh, can be replicated, although there are several features that you can look for to see if they are genuine or fake. Um, what happens is, is what counterfeit uh, people will do is they have very high-tech computer equipment that will allow them to print off the, the replications of the money in very convincing fashions. Then what they'll do is they'll take a, a, a plastic-like substance and try to replicate the polymer window that actually sits within the bill. However, if you look at the polymer window of a $20 bill, you'll see there's slight impressions of the number 20 that are embedded within the window itself, and that can't be replicated. So one of the ways that you can find out if the $20 bill is genuine or not is just to hold it up to a light and see if you can find those the number 20 embedded in the window. So could those bills have been passed when they were passed by someone who had no idea they were fake? Absolutely. Sometimes the bills are not circulated by a criminal per se. Uh, They're always entered into 
the system by someone with criminal intent. However, they get passed off in many different ways. Um, one of the ways that they enter into circulation is when someone buys off of a private uh, online site. Um, sometimes counterfeit people will try to um, get rid of the money that way. So they will buy uh, some kind of item for a large sum of money and pass off uh, the counterfeit bills to an unsuspecting seller and then turn around and resell the item that they've purchased. Um, the other way the, the counterfeiters can pass bills is um, they'll only put a few fake bills in with several genuine bills. Um, and try to pass it off to a clerk uh, with the polymer windows facing down so they not, might not take the time to actually look at the polymer w window to look for the embedded numbers. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, people get caught accepting counterfeit bills, and at the end of the day, uh, when they're seized, it's the person who was holding the bill that is out the money. Um, if they had no idea that it was counterfeit, there is no way to, to recoup the loss if the bank seizes or if the police seize the bills that have been passed. You've lost. So what, what happens when fake bills are discovered? Uh, does this always involve the RCMP because it's a federal crime? Do they get involved? Well, the, any local police agency will begin the investigation, and there's several ways that uh, we can check the bills for authenticity. So we do the, the check through the window uh, of the polymer, and also we take a look at the serial numbers. Um, oftentimes, some counterfeit, counterfeiters will repeat the same serial number over and over um, and hand out those bills altogether. So we look for repeated serial numbers, and we also have um, a data bank through the police network that we can check for serial numbers that have already been captured and proven counterfeit. After we seize the bill, we do send it off to the RCMP uh, for the final confirmation as to whether it is counterfeit or not. Now, $20 bills um, might be fairly common, but uh, $100 bills would probably raise eyebrows at any rate. And after seizing the 20s, you had uh, somebody try to pass a 100 in, in the St. Thomas area. Right. So we've had, uh, you know, the, the counterfeit $100 bills is kind of a, a chronic problem that we have, that everyone has, all merchants have. And the reason why is uh, what they do is, well, first of all, in one case, we had uh, counterfeit $100 bills that were seized However, it was it was a very poor attempt at passing counterfeit bills. Uh, they had actually uh, tried to print off some antique-style bills before the days of polymer, and uh, they did not do a good job at replicating the serial numbers. The print size was, was too large. Um, there was smudging in the ink. There was a lot of red flags. Uh, and, and the fact that the bills were antique to begin with, they would have been taken out of circulation a long time ago. Uh, the other more mainstream problem with $100 bills is that they can be a little harder to detect because what counterfeit people will do is they will actually um, sacrifice $10 bills to turn them into $100 bills. And what I mean by that is they will print off a very convincing uh, $100 bill uh, and then they'll splice the polymer window from a $10 bill and uh, join it to the counterfeit $100 bill. So when you hold it up, you'll see a one and a zero. But if you don't, if you don't take your time and and really take a look at the bill, it can seem authentic when really what they've done is replaced a $10 polymer window and fused it with a $100 counterfeit bill.
So what, what should we do if we suspect that a note is counterfeit? Well, if you uh, receive any money and you believe it to be counterfeit, there's a couple of things you can do. First of all, you can refuse to take the bill. Uh, you can give it back to the customer and uh, tell them what you suspect, and they can take it to the bank um, and have it looked at, or they can bring it to the police station and we'll have it looked at, looked at to, to you know verify whether it's counterfeit or not. So you can always, you can always refuse the bill. Um, the other thing, too, is if you have someone in your store and you feel that they're involved in a criminal activity and that uh, this is someone who may be passing large amounts to counterfeit on a regular basis, certainly call the police and we'll attend. Well, Tanya, we want to thank you very much for taking time to uh, give us a heads up on the counterfeits and the inside story on uh, those that were passed in the St. Thomas area. Thanks for being with us this morning. Well, thanks for having me. We've been talking with Tanya Calvert, the Corporate Communications Coordinator with St. Thomas Police Service. And Linda, that's our time for this week. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.